0: Welcome back, transfer enthusiasts. We are delighted that you are here for one more dose of transfer tea. Um, Upon accepting my current role in transfer recruitment almost four years ago, I find myself trying to figure out um, where to begin. How do I figure out what transfer students need and who are they? As with anything else that we do in life, the first source was Google. And I remember typing in best practices to serving transfer students. I do not know exactly what page I ended up landing on, but I do remember reading something about an organization called Phi Theta Kappa. Since then, our institution has been active with Phi Theta Kappa. But every recruitment season, I encounter colleagues whose institutions offer scholarship opportunities for Phi Theta Kappa students without really understanding who, and what Phi Theta Kappa is all about. So today's tea will revolve around Phi Theta Kappa and to help us unpack all of this information, we have Dr. Lynn Tinchner Ladner, President and CEO of Phi Theta Kappa. Hi, Dr. Tinchner Ladner, how are you today?
1: I'm great. You can you can call me Lin, Dr. Lynn. That's what the students call me because my last name is so difficult to say, but thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> thank you for being here and welcome to Transfer Tea. We're super excited to talk about what you probably love the most, Phi Theta Kappa and transfer students.
1: That's correct. We have about 70% of our members transfer, so we have a lot of them.
0: A lot of transfer students. So, Dr. Lynn, to get started, Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the role that you play within Phi Theta Kappa?
1: Oh, sure. I've been the president and CEO for about seven years now, and uh, we're 106 years old this year. So I'm the third president and CEO in 106 years, so there's no pressure there. The first years, though, the students ran the organization, so the math really isn't quite right on that, but... Uh, We've been around since 1918. We have about 3.7 million members, 1,300 chapters in 11 nations. I'd say we have about 225,000 active members currently in the community colleges. And uh, helping with all those students, we have about 3,100 active advisors in the nation's community colleges. We're sort of the official honor society recognized by the American Association of Community Colleges, and uh, we received that recognition in 1928. And that's kind of important to understand who we are, Uh, but prior to that, we were just like Phi Beta Kappa, the two-year version. We would have the recognition of high-achieving students right at graduation. And uh, when we received the recognition as the official honor society, we had to start offering programming to students and professional development. And that sort of fundamentally changed who we were and who we are today. Uh, So we've been offering ways for students to provide, uh, we've been providing personal and professional development for, since 1928. And um, now we kind of look at team building and service learning and uh, advocacy, uh, life skills, transfer, and career preparation. So transfer is a big part of what we do.
0: That's a lot of uh, students that you have there. I didn't realize there was so many nationally and internationally. Is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have about 60 chapters on the outside of the United States, but uh, most of the chapters, like 1,270 of them, are on the inside of the United States.
0: And you're referring to community college chapters. Is that correct? Right.
1: Yes. Yes. Community colleges. We're we're some of our chapters are in four year institutions, but it's only four year institutions that offer offer a substantive number of associate degrees. Uh, and some of the community colleges are joined to the four year institutions um, in states like you know Arkansas or Georgia. So it's a mixed bag, but mainly if you find a PTK chapter, it's it's basically at an associate degree granting institution.
0: And to join. so if I am a community college student and I am attending uh, a, uh, to your institution and I have no idea that I want to transfer right? because you know we serve a, a very diverse population um, some H- some may be HSI institutions we could be serving you know low SES students or first gen students that have no idea that they want to eventually transfer. How does Phi theta Kappa help in that?
1: Well, to become a member, you just have to have one sort of successful semester. So if you have like a three-five GPA and you've been in only, you know, 12 hours of credit, you typically will get invitation. But we do have other types of membership. We have provisional membership. So students that aspire to be a 3.5 student can also be in the chapter doing the activities. Uh, so I think, you know, you look at the the students in Phi Theta Kappa were slightly more diverse than the community colleges themselves. Roughly uh, 40% of our members are first gen, uh, 60% receive a Pell Grant. And so we're we're really a little more diverse. And I'm proud of that fact. But, you know, they join for all kinds of reasons. I guess one is our scholarships, our transfer scholarships. That is kind of the number one reason. But I would say the community that we can bring around, especially students that really need that community at college, that's another really important reason that students join the organization to have some good friends and friends that are have study groups and, and things like that. So Phi
0: Theta Kappa would be ideal for a person who doesn't really know what to do yet, kind of just navigating the educational system. And then you receive an invitation for to join Phi Theta Kappa. You join and that opens a number of opportunities, right? Not And not limited to just the two-year institution. There's also opportunities at a four-year institution.
1: That's correct. There's uh... the... Sort of the navigation. I think community colleges do a, a pretty good job of, you know, getting students degrees that are, pe- you know, people like what would be in Phi Theta Kappa students like those. But the navigating those students to the next steps of transfer, and the the navigation to work, those are kind of those navigation points are where we a lot of our programs really sit in those areas. We have tons of programs for transfer students on just how to transfer and uh, just a, a lot of programs on their workplace skills. I know you call them soft skills. We call them workplace skills. And, and so we really work on those. And, and we have a lot of leadership programs too. If you want to be a leader on campus, you can definitely utilize our organization to do that. And so there's just a, a little bit for everyone. Uh, we have lots of different programs because the students are just so diverse. And, and we have all of our curriculums online and accessible to students and we we did that before the pandemic, thank goodness, because we had programming for students throughout the pandemic. But we a little something for everyone, for sure. As a person who, who
0: participates in Phi Theta Kappa, appreciate the way Phi Theta Kappa connects students in a very open, transparent way. I know I've been part of some of the transfer fairs, the virtual ones, where we get to connect with students from across the nation and beyond. But they're not your average transfer affairs, the virtual ones that we do, which is, which is why I think they're so enjoyable. It's really like an open forum format where students are able to ask questions and we're broken out into th- these rooms where you are with colleagues that offer, you know, different things um, across the state. I know one of my personal experience with Phi Theta Kappa is we recruited a student from California to come to Texas through one of those fears. And she became an active member on our campus at our alumni chapter. And so she shared, you know, the way Phi Theta Kappa, you know, has a, makes a transfer a very focal point. Um, in their academic journey. and that's something that we need because again, there are some students at home that don't have that support. Nobody you know is telling them transfer, get a bachelor's degree. I know that a lot of students, especially the community college, uh, level, they attend school as a response to the economic needs, right? And so there are some students that we come across sometimes that are just caught with, I need to go get a certification and get to work. And so Phi Theta Kappa does a great job at nurturing the idea of, you know, you can go further. There is funding. There's, uh, there's opportunities. You don't have to stop here. You can go there and everywhere. So we're so uh, thankful for that, for those resources that Phi Theta Kappa brings forward.
1: Yeah, I think that the way we sort of break it down a little easy for students, I'm like, okay, so don't go to college at all. And you get, you're eligible for one third of the jobs out there. You go to community college, you get some training, you're eligible for maybe another third, but that last third is going to require a bachelor's degree. So you're essentially every time you get that extra level of education, you're adding on another one third of opportunities. And so um, I, but I think, by and large, you look at the data. Most students want a bachelor's degree. They all enter a community college eventually, wanting that. And I think we instill in them that that they can go further, even if they're not doing it right then. Uh, lots of our scholarships never expire, and so they can pick up any time, and and the opportunity is still there. Long, you know that they haven't utilized. So um, our partners are just amazing. We really. Uh, wouldn't be anything without them, but our students really wouldn't have the jobs that they have without our transfer partners either.
0: And in talking to uh, prospective transfer students or upcoming transfer students, what where do you see the most gaps?
1: Well, i you know number one, they're they need financial assistance, and it doesn't really take much. You know, I watch I watch the recruitment activities, and I do go with the students on. Visits um, and and I watch them uh, the way that they work with the students in our transfer fairs and but then I you know I really listen to the students and and they really especially the ones in Phi Theta Kappa and those are the ones that are more likely to transfer and they're more likely to be successful after they transfer uh, they really want to be recognized uh, for being in Phi Theta Kappa so. The transfer partners really having a transfer scholarship is the number one way that you can say, Hey, this is very important for you to do well, uh, in, at a community college in order to, to be successful here too. Um, but they really talk to the students. Like the recruiters, when they, when they work with the students, they're really listening to their goals and they're able to then, uh, you know, say, Here's what we have for you at our campus that has to do with your goals. And, um, so I really think, Those things are are super important as people are trying to uh, recruit our members and what they what they want. So you got to get to know them and talk about opportunities that have exactly their career goals in mind and and value that they're part of Phi Theta Kappa and and just value transfer students in general. It can't be some sort of add on thing to to, to say transfers are now going to come to my four year college. Uh, the colleges that are most successful have really carved out opportunities strictly for transfer students. And, you know, whether it be pathways into their honors college or uh, just, just anything they can really tell whether there's a vibe for transfers on campus or not right away. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) You're absolutely correct. Uh, Building those opportunities is important. Making them a part of the community Right. And and a part of an environment um, where they feel that is overwhelming is also so important. And so I know for us having a chapter, uh, uh, an alumni chapter on campus is beneficial for that reason. You know, students feel like there is a transition process, like they don't have to start at a community college and then abruptly move to a four year. There is a transition space where they can connect with Theta Kappa students who were at community college that have successfully transferred over. And so giving them that pathway also eases their transition to the university. So you're absolutely, absolutely correct on that. You had also touched on another part. There is a spotlight on transfer now more than ever. And there used to not be, transfer is not something foreign, right? We, we've dealt with it for a long time, but there is a national spotlight. Now, what kind of initiatives or what kind of work is Phi Theta Kappa doing to be a part of these conversations?
1: Well, I mean, our number one thing is to work with the students and prepare them for transfer. Um, Because, like I said, there's a gap there. It's like the two is it the two year college responsibility? Yes, sort of. And then it's the four year college? Yes. But then the student ultimately has to make the right choices. So one of the things that we do with the students is we offer a curriculum. It's our most popular course. So when you join PTK, we, we call it the edge. You get the edge. And it's a series of courses, and one of them is called Transfer Edge. And inside that course is, is, you know, things about scholarships and things like that. But it's also just how to navigate whether you want to go to a highly selective college or to a college that may be the flagship public in your in your area. And it talks about how to transfer to that place. And, and, but it also talks about right fit transfer. I mean, there, there's a smidge of research that we've done that a PTK member is more likely to, to move across state lines for a right fit institution. And it's more important that that student gets the right fit college than it is necessarily going to a one that's in their geographic area. And we talk a lot about that. Um, And of course, I talked about the 843 transfer partners we have scholarships with. And when you do the calculation, it's a a lot. There's $246 million changing hands between students and and colleges in in a given year. We also have a database for them to research these scholarship opportunities. But it's not just the the PTK scholarships. We have a database that has all the scholarship opportunities that a two-year college student would be uh, qualified for. And, you know, anything from the Jack Cook scholarship on down to the transfer scholarships in their area. And even right now, we have a DEI initiative with 17 of our community colleges where we're, we're doing transfer coaching specifically for students in, in these minority serving colleges that are within our network. But I guess new initiative, we've, we've been doing those things for quite a while. And you mentioned new initiatives. I, I would say Stepping outside and and looking at the broader conversation, uh, our transfer honor roll where we recognize four-year colleges that are doing a a tremendously, you know, and doing great work with transfer. We, We take time to recognize them. We've been doing that for five years now, but it started out just a handful of colleges would apply for it, like 100. And now we're up to over 700 colleges that are applying to be on the transfer honor roll. So, it's a. It's been one of our most important pieces for the national conversation and the metrics that are on that.
0: Our institution is part of that honor roll. By the way, we are so proud of that, and we get challenged every year to do more and more for transfer students. So, PTK is really setting the bar really high for institutions. It just makes us better. It evolves us into better transfer champions for students.
1: Yeah, we're we're increasing it this year. We're getting a little bit more data from colleges. Uh, I mean, the number one metric is, you know, do you even have transfers and, and how well are they doing this year? We're looking at some of the equity. How are we doing across races And that? And, but even more importantly, we're looking at the program level uh, pathways. So if you're going to transfer to a college and major in a certain major, how open is that pathway to transfers? And we're studying like the graduates at the program level per institution, it's trem- a tremendous amount of data but we want to know, hey, is this pipeline open for transfers? Because we want the colleges to know that whether they are or not. And uh, so we'll be giving that feedback back to the colleges. And of course, inside of PTK Connect, our students can then kind of look at these pathways to see if it's if it's open or not.
0: One of the new metrics that I mentioned was a question about adult learners. <laughs> Another topic getting national attention right now, because there's transfer students, right? Regular not regular and traditional wouldn't even be the appropriate word. Um, We have students that start at um, a community college and then go straight into four-year institution. And then we have people returning to, um, to the educational setting for a, a, you know, a bachelor's degree after being out people that have started a degree and then coming back. So then we have this whole adult learning population, right, that we have to learn about within the transfer sphere. Um, And so Phi Theta Kappa also assists transfer adult learners, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. Our average age is, you know, 26. So it's, you know, still pretty much right on par with community colleges. And while community colleges are working a lot in dual enrollment, They typically aren't, they may or may not be invited depending on if the chapter wants, you know, they have to travel. And when they're super young, we may or may not have those students. So the typical PTK member really, really is still a little bit older than the average community college student at this point. But, I mean, we look at it, I think it's important not to segment it between, you know, traditional transfer or vertical And we have so much uh, swirl going on and degree credits are just flying in from all over the place. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons completion rates are, you know, even at the four year, they're probably very understated and they're definitely understated at the two year uh, because the credit is just such a a patchwork quilt of activity throughout many years of their life. Hopefully they're still, you know. In their 20s and 30s, but often they're not. And, um, so it's, it's really important to just kind of make sure that that credit is being analyzed and being accepted toward programs when it possibly can be. But yeah, there, they definitely have a lot of, of non-traditional students that are, they're looking for online programs, uh, in particular. Um, and they don't have to be 100% online, but, you know, it's the more, the, the better to be competitive.
0: I noticed you used the word vertical. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation recently about the misconceptions that come with the word transfer mm-hmm. and whether transfer was really an inclusive word. So you used vertical, and then I believe I mentioned in the previous episode I've heard direct and indirect entry. Yes. Yes. To institutions. So, you know, things are changing in transfer. Um and then and it's maybe it's time maybe it's yeah time the to... word isn't
1: yeah you're right i mean i still think of it as being such a big word and people you're right when people say transfer they probably think of the more traditional going to a two-year and then straight on to a four-year but you know there's just as many ptk members that have already attended a four-year for you know a certain amount of credit and they'll come in the summer or yeah, it's just you know it's it's been all over the place it's just that we can now see the data as we track it through, say, you know, partners like the Clearinghouse. You can really see the tremendous amount of swirl where it's sort of like there is no dominant form of transfer anymore. There's, everyone's under 50% as far as what kind of transfer we're talking about. But I guess I'd like to think of it as just movement between institutions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then there's a whole, that's a whole other conversation to the transfer swirl, credit mobility, uh, transferability, all of that. We have so much work to do in the transfer realm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: So Dr. Lin, Mm -hmm. an institution that has no idea who Phi Theta Kappa is or is, but is interested to know how to better serve transfer
1: students. What could you say to them? Oh, goodness. Um, I would say, I mean, I think I talked a little bit about how to improve transfer already. But I mean, the students are looking for the recognition of their achievements. and They are looking for financial opportunities, but they also want to have a strong community. They want to be networked with other students that are just like them. And so those are the types of things that I would say to the general community about PTK transfers.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. All, and, and although Phi Theta Kappa does mostly serve high achieving transfer students, there's a lot we can learn from the trends from Phi Theta Kappa students. So you can still be a transfer champion and serve both populations, you know, students that are in Phi Theta Kappa and students that are not in Phi Theta Kappa.
1: Yeah, like we're, we're trying to gear up our provisional membership initiatives to make sure that chapters are utilizing that. But one of the coolest things we do with those, um, the transfer fairs that the one like you described, the online ones, uh, what we've been doing is inviting students who are there, they can be in Phi Theta Kappa, but they haven't joined yet. And so we invite those students to the transfer fairs as well to get a mix of PTK and non-PTK uh, students there. And any of the the revenue coming in on those transfer fairs, what we do at the end of it is we sort of lottery out membership fees because one of the number one reasons they can't join is they can't afford the fee. It's about, it's $80 on average to be a member. And while we have all these programs, students still don't all, all have $80. So, One of my favorite things we do with our four-year partners is we scholarship out uh, the membership fees at the end of one of those uh, transfer fairs. So it's a lot of fun to know that when you're going to a transfer fair, you're probably helping someone become a member and then they can really take advantage of all the other opportunities. So that's one of my favorite things that we do with the four-year colleges.
0: I did not know that. (laughs) Just started it last year. It's so much
1: fun because they're like, I'm a member
0: now. (laughs) Yeah. Time to get involved, more involved with Phi Theta Kappa. And speaking of involvement, another way that institutions could connect with Phi Theta Kappa students is at Catalyst. Oh, yeah. Correct.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about Catalyst? We call it Catalyst for a reason. It really catalyzes the organization. So you're looking at the, the top. Students from each one of the chapters there, or at least about half of them, about six hundred of them, show up. And essentially, the transfer fair at Catalyst is the world's largest transfer fair. Period. There's nothing any larger. And the the thing about the members that would be there is they would probably be the ones more likely to move, more likely to transfer all the way across the United States for a right fit institution. And more importantly, they go back and lead the chapter for the next year and talk about the opportunities and the things that they learned at Catalyst. So while they're at Catalyst, we certainly want to make sure they get connected to all of our four-year partners, as, you know, and they're all on property, to kind of talk face-to-face. And um, they learn about our programs and they learn how to go back and make their chapters award-winning and learn a lot about transfer while they're there too, depending on what track they go through. So it, it's just a, a great time for them to fellowship and be all together and to meet students from all the way across the United States that are just like them. And um, it's really a, a, an interesting thing to see. I mean, most of those students that are at Catalyst, they're they're there uh, because their colleges sent them. So, you know, when they They've probably been in an airplane for the very first time. So it's really a a really cool opportunity to kind of bring together such a diverse group of members uh, from everywhere, even outside of the United States.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Dr. Lynn, for sharing about Phi Theta Kappa today, opening our eyes to all the work that y'all are doing and the way you serve transfer students. We're so thankful for your time.
1: Okay. well, thank you so much for having us today. And I appreciate your interest in talking about Phi Theta Kappa.
0: Of course. And to the listeners, we will continue to be sharing information about organizations and resources available to you or all transfer professionals. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That is all for today. Thank you so much again. And that's the tea.